0: ever made a meal and accidentally added too much of an ingredient and it ruined the entire dish? It's frustrating, and no one would do that on purpose, especially if they had spent a lot of time preparing it. Now, what if it was gasoline and you decided to eat it anyway? Well, that's how I feel when I watch a well-crafted and thought-out movie that makes an inexplicable change in content and tone. My impression is that movies are hard to make, and there are a lot of people involved in the process, so it is beyond my comprehension that a director would purposely throw gasoline all over their movie by switching genres in the middle for no reason. I think that's what happened in 2007, Sunshine, directed by the talented Danny Boyle this was a movie that I really enjoyed until it makes a bizarre change. Now Glenn had not seen this movie before and I'm hoping he'll catch the left turn Sunshine makes on this episode of Movies Will Save the World.
1: to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper.
0: And I'm Chris Peterson.
1: And today we are discussing the 2007 movie by director Danny Boyle, Sunshine. Uh, Chris, this was your pick for, I think you described it as movies that start one way and then take a hard left turn. And yeah, two, <laughs> movies
0: that go, I don't know what I said, like movies that go sideways or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So and sideways was or a...
1: hard left. <laughs> yeah
0: being left-handed that's a it's a good
1: (laughs) move usually
0: but this was well we'll get
1: there we'll get there for sure so uh i hadn't seen this movie before um you set it up and i mean the cast is really great killian murphy's great it's got chris evans in it like a bunch of folks in here i think are are really great uh but i hadn't seen it um It felt like it was right up my alley, you know, this sort of (laughs) sci-fi suspense kind of thing. Um, But you had the caveat of that it goes sideways at a certain point. So I spent the whole time waiting for that. Uh, (laughs) The way that I thought we might start the discussion is... I'm just going to say, I can't recommend that anyone watch this movie, so I feel like... (laughs) Really? Okay. I feel like we should maybe do a quick plot synopsis just for folks who haven't seen it. Right. Um, Yeah, I was
0: was thinking maybe that was... Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know how to approach it other than maybe just go through the movie. Like, you know, like often we jump around like it's, you know... In our in our usual scattered <laughs> selves. <laughs> yeah. Like how I live my life. But well, uh, this may be more methodical. I don't know. What's... Well,
1: let me let me see if I can do my best to sort of give it the quick thirty second summary um, <laughs> up to the sideways point, and maybe I'll stop there. So, okay. you know, the premise is it's the year what two thousand fifty seven? Yeah, which is not not too far away, really. <laughs> that's one of my side <laughs> notes: is science fiction movies start set your movies further in the future? There's no way we you know we barely have electric cars at this point. Um, so yeah set twenty twenty fifty seven uh the sun is dying um, right meaning yeah, the I remember earth, that <laughs> meaning <laughs> the earth is getting colder, and we join our crew of this uh, on this space voyage to the sun to I'm not sure how this works, but drop a bomb in the sun. That's going to restart it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And we also (laughs) know that they are the second crew because the first one uh, disappeared at some point, I think, seven years earlier. Yes. Um, And so we sort of follow this crew on their mission. Um, At a certain point, they discover that the first ship is still transmitting a distress signal. Uh, make some hard decisions about whether or not to go um, and try and meet up with that ship. Uh, and then, you know, it's a lot of like problem solving and, and mm-hmm. things falling apart and being put back together and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I don't know. Is that, does that that do it justice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> more, more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had, um, you know, I've seen it and then watched it recently, and then watched it since I went to the library and got they had a copy of it.
1: <laughs> I, <know>. I <laughs> so, rented this thing. I paid four bucks for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I might I might just keep it and then just pay the library for the copy and say I lost it, like yeah. I did with prim- Primer. Um, <laughs> but so I got to listen. So I, I wrote down, you know, all my questions, right? If, uh-huh. Like if I could ask the director... You know who? Again, this is like a good director. I mean, yeah. he's not just some. You know, we're not.
1: <laughs> we a- not
0: talking about Alien versus Predator here. This is someone <laughs> who's directed. You know, some movies I really like. He's, you know? he's a,
1: a great director, Danny Boyle, and and the yeah. writer Al- Alex Garland is really Garland. good. I mean, he's done exactly some great
0: movies. Right. This is like a this is like a all star squad. Right. Right. Um, so I listened to his commentary because I wanted to know. <laughs> you know maybe he will describe some of the choices that he made uh-huh. specifically i was interested in the choice that was made <laughs> yeah. and why in the hell it was there and mm-hmm. what and um yeah i don't know if we where we want to go with that but well, it was so a lot of my a lot of my a lot of my notes mm-hmm. um are i can give his response to maybe some of our questions but okay. unfortunately not all of them yeah which well, <laughs> Well, let's <laughs> <this is> speculate,
1: <laughs> let's quickly introduce the cast. And then I think we do yeah, need to talk idea. about what the sideways moment is and why. Okay. Cause that'll be our is... to, I mean, the key
0: scene to me is, the, <laughs> is that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. We have to get there as quickly as possible. Uh, <laughs> so, Fair enough so you know our, our star killian murphy as robert kappa he is the physicist on the ship this is sort of his baby yep. um and he's along to deliver this bomb into the sun uh <laughs> <laughs> and we get uh, rose byrne as cassie yeah. who is the ship's navigator yep no uh, she's the pilot or the pilot yeah sorry you're right yeah. um Chris Evans is Mace, who is sort of like the engineer on board. Right, he's yep. the only one that uses a wrench at any point <laughs> in, <laughs> in the movie. Uh, Cliff Curtis yeah. is Searle, who is, what he's sort of the psychologist, right, or the he, therapist. He
0: plays the yeah, like the dual role of I think he, he like he seems to be the physician, but also right, right. as like the as like the counselor Troy of right. the, of this cruise so <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly yes I, I really liked him i like that actor a oh, whole totally. lot and i've seen yeah, him some too. other stuff and he's great yeah uh then we get uh michelle yao is corazon who is sort of the botanist aboard she's right. caring for all of these plants that are creating oxygen for the ship so that's part of the how we understand that they can make this journey is that they've got oxygen oxygen producing plants on board our, our captain, played by uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, is mm-hmm. uh, Kaneda, and um, yep. he's kind of the guy leading the mission. We've got Benedict Wong as Trey, who is the... He's the navigator. He's the navigator, that's right. Yeah, yes.
0: which proves to be a key
1: <laughs> part <laughs> of,
0: the, of the story. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and then the last guy rounding out the crew... Uh, Troy Garrity as Harvey. Um, like of all the names in this, you know, he's just Harvey. <laughs> I thought that was a funny I choice. I, mean, I thought it was too.
0: Yeah, because he's such a Harvey in the movie too. <laughs> yes, he like, is such a Harvey. <laughs> so you know. So yeah, we have like you know, like we just went through this list of like excellent actors. Yeah. And for, you know, for the you know, for the most part, ones that I know. Mm-hmm. Um and. This this was you know for instance for Chris Evans this was very early on his career I, right. I think he, he had just been in the Fantastic Four movie so he <laughs> hadn't even so this is pre um, Captain America Chris Evans as you can tell because he's you know he's yeah more but, slender um, <laughs> yeah I
1: know but he's still working on those biceps like they were yeah no he's out still like out yeah of his shirt. He, he's um, still Chris Evans I yeah know. <laughs> but I thought I, I watching him in this movie I was like. I'm getting early Captain America vibes here. His character is sort of the level-headed, we're going to make decisions, and, you know, that that kind of thing. Anyway. So I guess, you know, just coming back with with the setup. So um, this whole, it's like this deep voyage, right? They're on this mission to save humanity. Things start to go wrong. There's sort of the mystery of what happened to the first ship, the Icarus one. Right. Their ship is the Icarus 2, which I'm not sure I would have chosen Icarus as yeah, the name for my mission. All
0: right. I have that in my notes, and I think we need to stop there for a second. Because okay. I have a huge pet peeve <laughs> like, of why shit's named Icarus in stories. Because are they, are, they, are they not aware of the mythology of Icarus? Or like Of the actual myth? like Of what he did? Uh, it was I, Because his... All right, so... <laughs> his his dad Daedalus made right. these wax wings, right? Mm-hmm. And like his son Icarus was screwing around, and of course, you know the thing is he flew too close to the sun and died. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's it's a warning about human hubris. It's so know? freaking on the nose for this movie, right? I, I know. Like, <laughs> and he and like Boyle talks about the decision, and he he was like, well, you know made sense to call it Icarus but not for the reasons I thought he would say because he, he was say? thinking well he I don't know I was I swear he would never heard the story before because he <laughs> described it as like Icarus was save the world or something you know which is not wow. that's, that is is like that is totally not <laughs> so Icarus 2 is a hilarious <laughs> <name>. it's
1: like <laughs> we're gonna call
0: it failure number 2 you know <laughs>
1: Doomed mission number two. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like so, it'd anyway, be like if was... all it'd be like if we named all of our like space shuttle missions like Challenger Seven. Challenger, yes, the one that blew up on oh, it. Know. You know? It's a, it was it's a, it,
0: yeah, it's so it that is just a running theme in a lot of especially science fiction and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Where they, they utilize that term or that name without like there's well, a huge weight behind that name that's not a good connotation
1: <laughs> no this is so this is a problem i have in a lot of movies like we talk about suspension of disbelief and like right. you can accept certain premises in sure. like there's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie that doesn't really make sense oh but that's oh,
0: okay absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> you know?
1: but yeah. the things that i can't handle are human beings not making decisions that human beings would make. And no one involved in the planning of this mission would not know the story of Icarus (laughs) and choose it as its mission title.
0: You're like, are you... Shitting me, you're calling us Icarus, <laughs> right? And Icarus too. But- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Icarus too is hilarious. But screenwriters do that shit, right? They throw it. Oh, pe- oh, people I- know yeah. that Icarus has some connotation to the sun or connection, right? To it, so we'll just go with that and hope nobody digs further. Uh,
0: no, yeah. It, it, yeah, I thought he would talk about maybe the irony or the name or something <laughs> like that, and he totally like no. They thought it sounded cool, basically, oh, and God. like no, it's that was. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, it's like- uh, okay, maybe then uh, humanity in 2057, because their only solution to fix the sun is to drop a bomb into it. Maybe they really are that dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because you're right. I, I, you
0: know, the entire prem- premise to like jumpstart the sun, you mm-hmm. know, or, or that it's the sun is dying already. Right. Um, okay fair enough if that's all right if that is your plot, you know if that's what this story is okay Mm -hmm. i will accept the fact that this is a possible thing Mm then i did of course look it up um to see like and somebody had wrote you know commenting on the science of this movie Mm -hmm. um and saying like yeah like theoretically it's possible but you'd need like a billion ships of that (laughs) size to do it yeah. Like, one, like, when you think of, like, it's supposed, the bomb is supposed to be, they make it sound so huge, like the right. size of Manhattan, right?
1: Right. But, like, it's the sun. <laughs> it's
0: not, Manhattan is nearly not that big compared to the earth, much less the sun.
1: <laughs> Manhattan gets licked up in one little solar plant.
0: Yeah, it's it's like, it's the size of four football fields. You're like, ooh, you know? <laughs>
1: so, I, so I, anyway that that's like okay right i uh, had he- i had heard that originally it was supposed to be the mass of the moon but they didn't think that was oh. As believable <laughs> oh no <laughs> way <Yeah. laughs> uh,
0: no a moon a moon ship would have been kind of cool um, yeah. i could i could see that
1: <laughs> yeah uh, like, a anyway. death, like a death like a death star or something right yeah it's not a moon it's a space station So, so we get right. Um, we get all the way up to uh, getting to the, the sideways moment. Um, yeah. They pick up some broadcast from the Icarus one, figure out they're going to be close to it. There's some conversation around rerouting. Uh, they decide to reroute. There's a mistake that goes along the way people have to go out, then we start to, (laughs) people start to die. Um, and then they finally connect up with the first ship and see that, you know, it's, I don't know if it's sort of like implied as like a mass suicide kind of thing, but everyone's dead as far as we know.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Uh, and then it goes batshit sideways (laughs) as exactly. and, And goes from this, What up to that point was a pretty good, interesting sort of sci-fi film with some really interesting conversations and moral dilemmas and, you know, things like that that happen. And then it just turns into a slasher film where there's one surviving guy. (laughs) So I'm glad I wasn't the only one who noticed that. No, I I, immediately (laughs) after watching this, I went to my wife and I and I said, I feel like I've watched Apollo 13 mashed up with Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's totally
0: what it is. is. (laughs) No, it's it um let me let me describe something that um Boyle lays out in, in his the beginning of his commentary and I think this this is this is what actually what makes me sad <laughs> because he had this great movie there. Yeah, he really did. Mm-hmm. Um, because his main his main influences for this film, and you're, I mean, you probably already know what they are without me saying it. I mean, obviously Alien, mm-hmm.
1: the the first
0: one because yeah. it, its overall aesthetic, mm-hmm. the idea of the crew and yep. and all of that. It's um,
1: dark. It's gritty. It's not all yeah. smooth and shiny.
0: Yeah, and there's friction in the crew and mm-hmm. things like that. Um and then 2001 obviously mm-hmm. because there's the voiceover of the the, Icar- the Icarus right, and right. just some, some the clearly scenes almost stolen from that. Mm-hmm. And then Tarkovsky's um Solaris mm-hmm. which they which they remade with um so with Clooney? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was a it was a remake of it. Um but the original is again obviously much better, mm-hmm. but and and he he divided science fiction movies, and I don't know if he came up with this idea, but it's really I think it's true. And I thought about it; they're they're kind of like two types. There is mm. like he called sci fi realism, mm. and then sci fi fantasy. So obviously, mm. Star Wars is in the fantasy realm. It's like mm. a it's it's like a it could be any kind of story. It mm. just happens to be in an alternate sort of, you know different technology and different universe and different, you know, aliens and stuff. And then the sci-fi realism, which is more of, you know, this, you trying to make technology believable in some right. way. Right. And, and then he described in, there's like three rules. <laughs> this is actually, this is actually important. I thought, cause it was like, I'll, I'll start using this idea. So in, in sci- sci-fi realism, there are three things you need. One is a ship. There always Mm -hmm. has to be a ship in it. (laughs) Yeah. Two, and a crew, um, you know, people on it. And three, there is a signal. There's Mm. something that instigates what the crew will do. And all those movies have that, and Mm -hmm. so does our movie today. Sunshine has the signal. (laughs) Yeah. And then that was the scene like, oh, that's a really good idea. And... (laughs) And the movie was like, you know, like a different Ridley Scott movie, The Martian, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like they've got to do something and just stuff goes wrong and like right. there's some tough decisions to be made and it's kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, 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 um, I was going to say in Icarus, in, in Sunshine, <laughs> he also described how each character has a crisis that they have to face. You sure. know, so for, so for like, um Cyril uh, is it Cyril? Yeah, oh, Cyril. Yeah. <laughs> um you know he has his crisis is he has to stay behind and and right. open the lock mm-hmm. or um for um uh Corazon mm-hmm. uh, um you know her, her all the um the greenhouse the crops right yeah just burn that's her crisis so everyone right. has one mm-hmm. in the film and that gets played out but then i found out that they wrote 30 drafts of this story yeah. <laughs> which is even more remarkable when considering the decision to make it into a slasher movie
1: like how did that happen I, I mean, sir- <coughs> it felt so jarring it felt so like uh, it- sideways is a good way to describe it because it just it was going in a path and then it's like oh it's completely different now
0: right so it it went from this movie that he was making the scientific realism Mm -hmm. which was a i thought a decent movie and i was so like confused like did that really happen (laughs) and then like yeah this is really happening so yeah (laughs) okay let's talk well (laughs) I know just like pent up with like, (laughs) I can't even get the words out.
1: Um, So, you know, again, just in in service of folks who haven't seen this movie, um, part where it goes sideways takes place in this like observation room. Right. And it's a place where you can sort of look at the sun as you're approaching it, but there's this protective screen so that it doesn't, Protects you it from the yeah doesn't burn you doesn't up doesn't kill you yeah doesn't burn I mean, your irises out or whatever. Um, and it's an interesting part of the movie because different characters spend time there and they're all kind of somewhat like especially Cyril and Kaneda, even to a certain extent are kind of yeah. pushing the limits of how much sunlight, sunlight they they're exposed to right right. And it all it sort of sets up this this like almost addiction or like, I got to go yeah, a little it, further.
0: Yeah. Because for, for Cyril it is because he mm-hmm. is, he's even having physical signs right. of spending. I mean, his he's being burnt basically right. by, radia- by radiation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then what, what happens is there is one survivor of the Icarus one who then somehow <laughs> makes yeah. it on board the Icarus <laughs> two, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Oh, and then is discovered there in that observation room with like the, the screen, like way open. Right. It's like, he's yeah. he's lying there. And the, what <laughs> gets crazy is it gets all like, like he's got this weird visual effect around him where he doesn't seem real. And he's like, yeah. He de- it, and Boyle describes, <laughs> it's funny. He describes
0: how he visually, they, did that Uh but it he compared it to all right so he compared what he did there to the famous scene (laughs) if you say train spotting what's the first scene you think of i said oh you you know train spotting precisely (laughs) that's he's like it's like the toilet scene in train spotting (laughs) where it, it goes it goes out of reality and then comes back but in this time he's It's out of reality, but stays out of, you know, Yeah,
1: exactly. It doesn't come back. He's he's no, he's created a monster and, and
0: yes, exactly.
1: So much of what happens in this movie is just like, oh, now this is happening. Okay. (laughs) I guess we're doing this now. And that guy showing up in that way was not only barely hinted at in some sort of way. The first thought I had is. Somehow, this person or this being has been magically beamed aboard this ship right and he's this like superpower kind of thing, so I was so confused <laughs> and he's he's speaking as though like there will be a last man and that man will be God or something yeah, like, no, he has yeah. like this
0: weird, yeah, like apocalyptic, yeah, <laughs> like religious, yeah, you know this 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 caricature of something, yeah, um so yeah, so when i first so when he first entered. So when Kappa, you know, discuss- so the key scene is like Kappa is like working on the bomb. Yeah. And he's talking, and, and like Icarus says, you're dying. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we know we're dying. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. But,
1: but no, like, dying, no, right? you
0: don't. Rapidly. Yeah. He's like, no, you don't have enough oxygen. He's like, yeah, we know we have plenty, right? He's like, we have enough for, what, four crew members. Right. And then Icarus says, no, there's a fifth crew member. And you're <laughs> right. like, whoa, what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then he says, well, where is it? Where is this fifth crew member? So you think, well, maybe, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe Trey's not dead. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I thought it was one of the crew members totally. that we actually had met. Right. That they're actually not dead. Mm-hmm. Or something, you know, or maybe, well, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't poor Harvey. He, he,
1: no, Harvey pretty much froze he,
0: up in the deep dark, coldness and of got, space. He got smashed, by one of the pieces of the ship. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. But, um. so yeah, so then we go to this the sunroom, the observation room, and I thought, well, maybe Kappa is hallucinating. Right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. this is, this is what is, is. And mm-hmm. then you find out, no, it's, it's. This is now a character in the story who seems to be, yeah, like a monster. It, it turns into yeah. a monster slash slasher picture at that point,
1: and and it it it, it, it in literally it, it literally turns into a slasher because it's like he's got this big speech and and Killian Murphy is sort of like yeah. realizing who it is and and we'll introduce right. him now played by Mark Strong Pinbacker yeah. uh, Pinbacker the captain, captain of look. the Icarus One for yeah for absolutely no understandable or
0: known reason yeah. just went crazy yeah. and survived 7 years next to the sun yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> a dirty ship covered in human skin and oh, stuff which, which totally grosses me out uh, yeah let's <laughs> let's
1: save that and come back to it cuz oh
0: but yeah so then pinbacker takes that little scalpel and like <laughs> you know shiv- shivs him like yeah he slashes him
1: <laughs> and kills him yeah. but yeah why don't know and also know. i just uh, the side note i made on that little scalpel thing is the fact that it's like vibrating back and forth <laughs> i thought i laughed out loud at that i was like uh, wow <laughs> it's just it's, too, little, it's, it's like so an electric strict. toothbrush that's yeah sharp. it
0: was i thought it was like oh we have one of those in our kitchen to like mix <laughs> your cappuccinos
1: yeah um <laughs> And then it just turns into your, you know, people being stalked through hallways by this guy, who also, again, looks like Freddy Krueger, because he's all yep. burned all over the place. Um, and I read that, like, it took five hours every day <laughs> to put that <laughs> makeup on. And, and you can't even see it. You can't see it! They, they totally blur it! <laughs> if I was Mark Strong, I would be fucking pissed! <laughs> like I have to sit through this and then just going to yeah. it out. He should ask for
0: yeah, double
1: pay for like <laughs> yeah. going
0: just because of yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. It is yeah. it is so because how I in it, it it cheated us mm-hmm. in so many ways. Right. Because really as 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 the first Two, two acts of the film, mm-hmm. you know, what we are seeing, a, a movie where the, the sun is the antagonist. Right, right, they're, yeah. They're, the, the sun is the thing they're trying to, it's trying to beat them, basically. Totally. And they, they're trying to, to figure out, like, you know, through these different, you know, things they have to go through in, in order to, yeah, like, their objective is to restart the sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that is, that's an interesting movie, and... and you know, it could be. I mean, uh-huh. it should have been. I yeah. mean, that's like, yeah, Well, what would happen if the, we had to restart the sun, you know, yeah. or wh- whatever. Um, so I don't know what was wrong with that movie. <laughs> they decided to make
1: a second movie completely different. Yeah, you know? The, the last 30 minutes is a completely different movie from the first, you know, 70 or so. Because <laughs> you're right. It, it is. Um, it
0: well, literally turns into a slasher.
1: It yeah, it does. And just to build on that, like reinforcing, you know, the point that like the first movie was a good movie. Um, I liked it. Yeah, the first I did movies. too. They they did a good job with the characters, and and I thought the writing was good. And I and I think they had really interest like they had some conflicts and friction within the crew they had (laughs) really interesting moral discussions which i kind of want to talk a little bit about um there was like real tension already there and precisely and and you know problems that they were trying to solve and and (laughs) (laughs) just i'm just flabbergasted i don't know why (laughs) You know, it's, it, the other movie that comes to mind is um, Event Horizon, but at least uh, Event Horizon that, started with... Pres- yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- there was already, like, early on in the movie, this notion of this supernatural or this ship's bent to hell kind of thing. So when <laughs> right, it, it turns into its own sort of brand of horror movie, you're already kind of on that trajectory right this one is yeah just... what
0: bothered me about event horizon was not that it was, <laughs> um the movie i love to hate but be, because yeah because that didn't trick us into thinking oh this is an intellectual right. philosophical mm-hmm. discussion of you know the human condition i mean it's event horizon was clearly you know what it was and, Yeah, it's just a horror sci-fi yeah, flip, yeah god bless know? it right right I mean, right <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, what's funny about that is is this movie set up all of these other, you know, there's the notion of, like we said, the sort of addiction to the sun. There's like a spirituality component, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's all these interesting things. They've already set up, like, uh, even when Kaneda, the captain, is dying, right? And he's being... Mm-hmm exposed to the full power of the sun. Full power of the sun. Yeah, Cyril yeah. is just on the comm saying, what do you see? What do you see? see? Like, there's this bigger meaning here that this movie is trying to set up. And then it just, like, flushes it down the toilet and just starts yeah. stabbing people in the back. No, exactly. Because you <laughs> built, you built. actually,
0: it, that's the whole point. It's yeah. all this energy to build something, and then you just
1: <laughs> just flush, flush it down the toilet. I mean, it was like, it's- yeah, here... Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what Danny Boyle means when he says it's like the worst toilet in Scotland. It's like I just I, built this beautiful thing. It's uh, funny that he used that example because I thought
0: <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like we just dove into a <laughs> shit, you know, pile of like
1: we've taken this wonderful nonsense. We've taken this wonderful actor, Ewan McGregor, a very beautiful-looking man, and thrown him into the worst toilet <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs>
0: Boyle said, like, one of the main themes of this movie, and you'll, you'll have to tell me if you caught it, um, was, out of chaos, we can find something beautiful. And he did not succeed, in my opinion, of doing that. What? Because that's what he said. And, like, I'm not sure what he meant by that or what Garland was going for exactly, because they worked, they worked, you know, side by side to write this movie. You know, it wasn't yeah. like... My understanding was from how he described it, at least it wasn't like a committee of screenwriters in right. Hollywood, that was just these two guys working on it. So it's not like <laughs> you know, we can't blame like oh, it's the studio interference for yeah. deciding for you know, I could see because that's what I was curious about. I was mm-hmm. curious to see, you know, in his in his in his um, you know, um, commentary. It's like, oh, but the studio made us say, you know, that this was too boring, so <laughs> right. we had to put in this other element. No, they made that decision and went with it full, you know,
1: full in. I, talking about this movie makes me angrier and angrier about it.
0: <laughs> oh, no. It it was, it was so infuriating because he based it on such good science fiction, movies right. I love, mm-hmm. and really did, like, I thought, this this is a... You know, when I first saw it, I thought this is a really, you know, interesting story and I'm with him. And then, yeah, just to, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if I've ever had an experience like that where a movie was like, I thought was working so well. I yeah. mean, there, there's movies that are bad that do this all the time, right? Sure. But, um, and there's, but there, there's, I can't, I can, I can't think of any examples where a very well crafted, thought out story was being built and successfully executed that they deliberately decided just to shit all over it.
1: <laughs> like, it's the intentionality of it that is so baffling right it's that like to your point it's it's not like it was wrestled away from these two creatives. no and, it, and that happens you know yeah, i realize sure. like you know, they get feedback from the
0: studio saying, Well, we'll release this movie, but you gotta add you know, some saucy scenes or like more action or whatever. Well um, not, but, but but this one is no. There's no excuse.
1: Not only that, but one of the things that I read is that there was an originally going to be like a love scene between um Yes. Um, Killian yeah. Murphy and Rose Byrne. Yep. In the um uh, in the the area, the botany area, where, where all the plants were, right? Yes,
0: yeah, there was. They, he talked about that actually in the commentary. Yeah, yeah and they he decided w- they wanted to use that set more because they mm-hmm. spent a lot of money on it. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> they yeah. wanted to use it more. So yeah, they they had something written for that, mm-hmm. and then decided not to. And I'm so glad they didn't. Right, I right. was I was worried about that same thing. Like this is a crew on a ship, right? On a <laughs> Earth-saving mission. Yeah,
0: they're literally the last hope of humanity.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah. That's what this is. Such a cheesy Hollywood thing to throw in there, and so that shows some restraint, right? Uh, Which is even more baffling about yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: I assume that they were high or something. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you come down (laughs) off of drugs, and then you see what you've done, and you still have time. You're gonna have to shoot it and edit it, like, like...
0: just I remember like a it's like two-year bender, <laughs> like um, when the when the Beatles were recording um, Sgt. Pepper's. Uh-huh. Like Ringo said, you know, they eventually learned, you know, not. <laughs> not to take a bunch of drugs during recording because they would like play like 12 hours straight and think they're geniuses and come back the next day. And it was like all terrible. So they made a rule. Like, we're just not going to do that anymore during recording because oh, you do, you think you're a genius and then you, mm-hmm. and they are. And then you come away. It's like, yeah, that was, but yeah. no, you're right. To your point. Yes. If they were high, they eventually <laughs> would have come down. So we can't use that excuse either.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't understand. Um uh this is this may be a diversion or a side note here, but <laughs> a sideways turn, a left turn. <laughs> so another Danny Boyle film I really like is Twenty Eight Days Later. Yep. Yeah, which is also written by Alex Garland. Totally and also stars Killian Murphy. Um <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Yeah there is a little bit of a turn in that movie again, spoilers for folks who haven't seen it from your kind of zombie movie to then it's like Killian Murphy attacking the soldiers. I I do wonder if maybe there's more here. That's just part of Danny Boyle and, uh, uh, Alex Garland's makeup that sort of (laughs) leads them down these paths. And maybe this (laughs) one just stands out because it is so bizarre. Yeah. Like,
0: like, I would just assume someone would tell them at some point, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, are you that's sure a bad you bad idea. Wanna, yeah. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like the actors <laughs> even like <laughs> right. they, yeah. they signed up because like, for instance, all right. So the, the more I listened to his commentary, the more angry I got, because <laughs> I thought, I thought he was, he, they literally were so, he was so meticulous about this world building and this, even the relationships, he made them all live together for like, right like a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that, but it was, it was a long, like 16 weeks. I think mm. they had to like just live together. So they would, you know, get to know each other better and like the, they could, the tension and then all that would feel more real, mm-hmm. you know, because that there was, you know, um, because of, you know, the nature of like, I don't know how long this mission, I don't know how long it takes to fly to the sun, but yeah. I'm <laughs> assuming it's, it seemed like a long time. Um, so he he made all these very, you know, int- like you know, writing backstories for all mm-hmm. the characters that the that the actors would know like like for instance um Benedict Wong's character Trey. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, his backstory is he was a computer genius who hacked like shut down the world's power grid. I mean, he was like <laughs> right, a, right. he was he, he was like a like a yeah, like a like a prodigy. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know, of course it doesn't come up. Right. <laughs> The story, in fact, it seems like he's not a prodigy. Um, but like, just to go to that extent, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's because it's, it's like you said, it's scientific realism is what he's he was what he was going after, mm-hmm. and then just trying to make like a crappy horror film after that, you know, it's so it doesn't it truly makes you wonder what. The, the the whole discussion because that's what I was really hoping to find out but there there was nothing it, yeah. was, it was just it was just as if like yeah it's the most sensible thing to do
1: it it feel it feels like you have a a really accomplished chef who has mm. put together uh, an incredibly you know seasonally appropriate inspired farm to table type you know four course you know seven course meal or something like that. All of this sort of carefully crafted um, um, dishes, and then right before bringing it to your table, like just s- squirts ranch dressing all over everything. You know, it's
0: I, like I was gonna say, right. squirts battery acid all over <laughs> <laughs> it makes you eat it.
1: Because I it's mean, true. I, I like but- ranch dressing, but I like to dip like tater tots <laughs> in it, I don't like it on my like foie gras, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, no, it, because it. it yeah, it's a good. It, that's a good one, Clint, because <laughs> it does.
0: It it kills the, the the actual taste of everything that you've spent so much time right. cooking and developing. You spent all this energy to do this yeah. one thing um, that's working. Yeah, and then then just to abandon that project.
1: Yeah. So we've spent a, a lot of time bagging on this movie right. because of the choice it not makes enough, at the but... end. <laughs> well, we we got a little more time. Um but I think part of what makes it so infuriating is like I think there are a couple of really interesting ideas and really good scenes in this movie yeah, um, absolutely. that happen earlier on. Um one of them that I really really enjoyed is when the whole crew is together and they're talking about whether to um whether they can go and investigate the first uh, Icarus mission, right? They're right. like, oh, we'd be really close to it. And what, what's really cool about this, I think, is, uh, you know, Chris Evans's character, um, uh, Mace, is just immediately like, no, we're not doing that, right? And and he's yeah. bringing up the point of, like, our mission is paramount, like, like above everything else. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then there's some discussion around it and, and Searle, you know, brings up some counterpoints and he's like, well, you know, we, we could divert, we could get another shot since this is our only shot, et cetera. And I think what I really appreciate about the way this scene plays out is it's a believable sort of based in science and logic and reason discussion, you know, I mean... Searle makes a couple of assertions, and then he gets pushed back on, and it's like, well, that's an assumption, and he's like, yeah, that's true, and this is yeah, an assumption, you, also true, right. right? Yep, he and, is yeah. Right, totally, and, and then, you know, I think uh, Mace says, well, we'll put it to a vote, and he's like, nope, absolutely not, it has, you know, this has, this is dealing with risk and calculations, and the most qualified person here should make that call, and then the captain turns to... Killian Murphy's character Kappa as yeah. the one to make the decision. And, and I just, I appreciated that it didn't go into sort of the heightened emotions, screaming match that a lot of <laughs> movies would probably do where someone's trying to bully the other. And it it's just a very like logical conversation. And again, comes back to the, how does one in that moment make that Calculation, and, and that's an interesting thing to explore, and I think done really well uh, in that scene. There is something on board, dear Chris, one, that may be worth the detour. As you pointed out, Mace, we have a payload to deliver. A payload, singular. Now, everything about the delivery and effectiveness of that payload is entirely theoretical. Simply put, we
0: don't know if it's going to work.
1: But what we do know is this... If we had two bombs, we'd have two chances. You're assuming we'd be able to pilot Igress One? Yes. Which is assuming that whatever stopped them completing the mission wasn't a fault or damage to the spacecraft. Yes. That's a lot of assumptions. It is. It's a risk assessment. The question is, does the risk of a detour outweigh the benefits of an extra payload?
0: Yeah, I think if I remember right from um, the director's commentary that Boyle indicated he thought that was like, he thought it was the best scene in the movie, I think, or something mm, along mm-hmm. those lines, which was interesting because mm-hmm. it had none of the, you know, the violence or the green screen or, you know, a lot of the <laughs> bric-a-brac that goes in with like
1: you-
0: intense movie making where it's a conversation and right we're, we're interested. I mean, I think just to step back for a second, um, I think it's parts like this that make me so angry about the direction the film made because you see yeah. that this was a good film. It was right. it was building to a very intense, interesting mm-hmm. movie, and that's why I'm as angry as I am, because there's parts like this that are that are cool. Um in fact in the direction, um if you watch if you watch the scene just for this one thing, mm-hmm. um, Kappa's character actually isn't He's not shown in in shot, and he's not mm, in part mm-hmm. of the discussion until mm-hmm. it says, "What does our physicist think?" And right. then he, you know, he's sitting in the corner there. So it's like, right, you know, the, he, he made the Boyle made that purposeful, you know, scene mm-hmm. to play out like that, you know, to see right. like, you know, because we have Mace black and white. His world is very mm-hmm. much cut cut and dry, like, it's this way or, the, you know, there's no other way, you know. Right. Whatever it is. And and then, mm-hmm. yeah, Searle's more of, like, the touchy feely, like, well, let's consider
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our, mm-hmm. but,
0: but, but they're both right, in a sense. We gotta mm-hmm. consider our options, but then you right. can also see Mace's point, like, no. Like, we're here to save the Earth and that's the only <laughs> job that matters. And, like, right. screw anything else at this point. So, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it Kind of intriguing because you can right. see like, well, I don't know what I'd choose. Because that was actually, um, <laughs> originally that was my would you rather for you. I have a different mm. one. But that was kind <laughs> okay. of like, would you have, you know, basically, which would you have choo- chosen right. to continue yeah. along? I mean, knowing what we know later, yeah, obviously yeah. They, they, made, they made the wrong choice. But at the time, <laughs> you know, the point being like, well, two bombs are better than one.
1: Um, right yeah yeah i mean i guess that's a good point um and and it's followed up right in the scene where uh killian murphy's the physicist right is talking to the captain and walking through his yeah uh, reasoning about how to come to this decision right and he makes the point that like you know all of this is theoretical right or or maybe it's (laughs) cyril that makes it earlier but the point being like this is our best thinking, but man, when it comes down to it, we don't know, right? And that becomes yeah. sort of the tipping point over into, well, it's worth some additional risk to have two shots at it if if one fails. Yeah, um, because
0: there's, yeah, exactly. There was no, there's never any guarantee. That's, I mean, that's the interesting point of this, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that yeah. there's no guarantees any of this will work, you yeah. know, and of course, f- from... <laughs> I don't know if you believe in science, but it does seem like a stupid <laughs> idea to begin with. But I, I, I'm, I'm I'm willing to, like, go along the ride and think, like, that's yeah. something you can do, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Launch uh, nuclear yeah.
1: missiles into the sun and, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> I want to... I, I don't want to do this right now, but I do want to come back to some of my seriously, like, WTF <laughs> moments. Like, why did any of these people have to be, like...
0: Anyway, why isn't this fully automated to begin with and all right i got that know. in my notes too like where are the robots how come we're yeah. not robots doing all sorts of crap you know what i yeah. mean
1: totally yeah yeah um,
0: anyway so that that was again that was a scene filled with human tension mm-hmm. about like obviously they're just sitting around a table deciding the fate of humanity right yeah. like our future um you know, what should we do? And that's, I mean,
1: that would be an interesting conversation to be a part of if I was a, you know,
0: a person, but...
1: and Yeah, and I, I really, I mean, those are the parts of this movie that I really appreciate. Like, I am a sucker for good science fiction and action and that kind of thing. Um, but this movie has a real kind of underpinning of... Moral dilemmas and decision making and logic and 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 human tension that I think is way more compelling in a movie like this, yeah um, which again to your point <laughs> makes it all the more infuriating when it's just thrown out the window <laughs> at the end <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, when they abandoned that tone and that mm-hmm. um you know that atmosphere and it's again it's from the source material that he was influ- Boyle's influenced by that I think added the good parts hmm. To the movie. In right. fact, I would go as far to say that Boyle directed an awfully good movie. It's the screenplay that sucked. I mean, mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or half the screenplay did. Um, sure. Right. Because there are other instances that you really feel the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like... <laughs> although this is also a peeve of
1: mine, <laughs> as, <laughs> as well
0: as something. All right. So, we get to the point where... Um, I thought it was a great scene. I will start by saying that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to go outside the, mm. the, the Icarus too, mm-hmm. and, and fix the, you know, the, they're going to lose the, the comm towers and the, right. but they have to fix these panels mm-hmm. or else what they're going to like burn up or something. They have to right. adjust, they have to adjust the dish outside for some reason. <laughs> Some yeah, for some reason, right. there's yeah. always that. You know, it's like <laughs> fighting on top of a train. You know, there's yeah. like no, there's, there's no reason for anyone ever to do that. But we have that a lot in, yeah, evidently. <laughs> Let's add way more risk to this scenario, <laughs> right? So again, that's my point about robots. Why aren't robots out there scraping tiles or whatever? <laughs> but here, but the point that get so. Well, actually, let's go back even farther. Further is that um, I just love it that like, they, like, and to me, this is believable. where, like Kappa and Mace just have like a fist fight, right? <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> I think that's just awesome. They added that in there because you know it happened. It would right. like like these two guys like just get on each other's nerves, mm-hmm. and it's gonna break at some point. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's just like. You know, just shut up. I hate you know the way you yeah. smell, and I don't yeah. want to. You know, it's like the lighthouse, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> 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 right. It's yeah. like everything about you bugs me, and so uh-huh. it's eventually going to come out. Right. Um, but so they're deciding who should go out yeah. and fix the panel, right? <laughs> yeah. And like we've we've already established the most important person on the ship is Kappa, right? Uh-huh. That's yeah. the one guy we yeah. cannot lose, right? So Bay says. I volunteer. I volunteer Kappa. Yeah, and everyone's just cool with that. Like,
1: I, I yeah, that that's it. So yeah, funny. that's that's right. That's the rules. If, <laughs> if you get volunteered, you got to go. You got you got ball told. Yeah, like I and thought. He, yeah, I and thought, then he just goes with it too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I guess I got to go. Like, no, like the captain didn't say. Let's see, me. And Kappa, right. <laughs> we're the top of the food chain. We'll do the obviously most stupid, dangerous thing in the history of the world is go outside
1: on a spaceship next to the sun and <laughs> yeah. fix some crap. Well, that, you know, I mean, they should have sent Henry, honestly, or Harvey, sorry, Harvey. Oh, Harvey was the guy to send. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. He's just, he's just not doing comms he, right he now because there's yeah, no comms. There's out. no comms. The, thing,
0: <laughs> the lights, the, the towers, I mean, are knocked out, so he's going to yeah. have no job. Send him out.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and, and you know, this is so tangential, but like, uh, you know, this is what I appreciated about like the Star Trek: The Next Generation versus <laughs> <was> the, <laughs> the original. Yeah. It's like the original's like Kirk is on every away mission. Every like, mission. Yeah, beam beam me down to the surface. And in Next Generation, like Picard, just like Ra- it's you, you go Riker. Yeah, yeah. Riker, you yeah. go.
0: <laughs> no, which made more sense. Again, you don't send the captain out to do <laughs> right. the grunt the grunt work. Yeah. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. the captain. It's... Yeah, totally. Anyway, but. Yeah. That, that that was one of my little <laughs> peeves. peeves about yeah. that, but but other than that, I thought the scene itself was really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, if you right. hadn't killed the captain off and sent Cap out there, <laughs> um, yeah. it, well, it was it was very it was very it was tension filled. It mm-hmm. was like I you know. I mean, it was yeah. visually yeah. compelling. Precisely, yeah. You know, it 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 had all the elements of something that the antagonist again is the force of nature, the sun, mm-hmm. I mean, right. which is something we totally need and is ultimately very scary yeah. <laughs> and, dest- <laughs> and destructive. Yeah. Um, And whether or not that's even possible, I didn't care uh, right. d- watching it. It was just mm-hmm. like, this is the part of, this is, you know, what's going to happen. Because every character, and, and that's that's one thing I like about a movie like this one, is that Every character is kind of expendable in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. in the sense of telling the story, like right. you don't you you think yeah, somebody is going to die probably, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's and you don't know who or how or mm-hmm. you know when, um, and that that creates real tension. It's right. Not for,
1: it's not it's not force fed to you like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- and that kind of gets a little bit into the other scene that I wanted to talk about that I also thought was really good, which is when. You know everything's gone sideways um right and i think it's right after the airlock explodes and and i I,
0: I think i know what you're talking about yeah
1: yeah and they're trying to figure out okay it wasn't you know a malfunction they're they're coming to the conclusion that it was sabotage and the only person person (laughs) it could be is trey right and so the question gets put to like should we kill him right and yeah and and Mace is like, yeah, we should, right? And then <laughs> and then I I thought it was just a really interesting choice for Killian Murphy's character to in that moment be sort of voice what should be voiced at that moment, which is are we going to put the yeah. entire survival of our home planet at risk for one person? And then without hesitation, he's just like, yeah, kill him.
0: We'll have a vote this time. Unanimous decision required. So, you know where I stand. And me. What are you asking? That we weigh the life of one against the future of mankind? Kill him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and... It, yeah, I mean, you felt like, man, that is cold. But on the other hand, like, what are you going to do? I mean, right. I mean, and to be fair, on honestly, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, you know, Trey was a was a broken man, obviously, but, right. but they still kind of need a navigator. The person they did <laughs> need was a botanist at that point. <laughs> at that point, she's yeah. she's taken up oxygen. Her job is done. <laughs> she should have volunteered. Like, yeah. um take me it's,
1: yeah but it's like no no
0: trey he's like totally messed up let's get rid of him you know yeah. it's like yeah but you don't even have a greenhouse what are you doing here um <laughs> you're as useful as harvey was uh, <laughs> you know when it comes to the pecking order they should have you know i i think from now on future space missions to save the earth they should have like a pecking order
1: <laughs> they decide
0: tr- yeah it's not that, even draw f- like it's, no, no, that's bullshit. They should, they should say like if a push comes to shove, here's who we kill first. <laughs> I'm serious oh, they must they well, must do that, right i mean
1: well what you think? and 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 I think that's what's so fun about this scene in particular and the under another theme that goes along with the movie, which is uh, you know. A lot of Hollywood movies, and and Rose Byrne, Cassie gives voice to this feeling a little bit, which is like, under no circumstances, is it morally acceptable to, to do this. But that's such a Hollywood <laughs> I- idea, right? Like, and it, and it yeah. turns such a blind eye to. Yeah, it's immoral to kill someone, but, you know, we can start a war with a foreign nation. That's okay, you know? And and I like right. that, you know, that that sort of gets tested in this uh, movie as, no, you know, we, we have to save the planet. And there's no one else but us. And there's nothing else but yeah, this nation.
0: Like, why would, exactly, I, to me, yeah, Kappa, I mean, he's the scientist, right? So he has right. to, like, be scientific in the sense, like, it's not a, it's not a, you know this isn't a fair trade i mean this is doesn't make any again it doesn't make sense no i mean he, they really should say we should all die if it saves the earth i mean that's really what we're what it comes down to you right. know right and and they eventually do come to that conclusion I <laughs> right. mean, but yeah. forced to at any rate
1: mm-hmm. um yeah but, but yeah i mean the again back to the original point right these are the things that just i i can't believe that danny boyle said he thought the best scene in the movie was that m- discussion about whether or not to divert course and then still made the choice that they did right. to I add know. the monster in there. It's it's baffling. I think I've used can... the word baffling more in this episode <laughs> than in like probably the last year of my life. <laughs> I think I've used flabbergasted, <laughs> yeah.
0: gobsmacked, dumbfounded, um... <laughs> I haven't seen all of Boyle's movies, mm-hmm. but I've seen like about 9 of them and they're all good. I mean, I I like them all to an extent, um right. some more some more than others, and this one could have been maybe one of my favorites even. Totally. Um, and and that's that kind of is 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 weird. Uh um, yeah. and again, I I I'm wondering if it has <laughs> But he agreed to it, so it is partly his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that made. they worked thirty drafts of this script, and then at the end of the day, decided that this was the right direction. I think I mentioned that before. Like right. It right. wasn't. It wasn't. There was no indication, at least from what I've read or he said, that indicated they were, you know, forced to add mm-hmm. this this
1: thing in there. That there was there
0: that they that was something they wanted to do.
1: Um, I. W- I would love to know which iteration of the draft was the one that introduced this ending. That, I mean, it would yeah, be I so wonder, interesting right. to know if it if it was the original or, like, they were having a hard time ending the movie. But even that, like, I just, I can't buy that it would be hard no. to figure out how to end this movie. I mean, it ends... We, we could yeah. have... Yeah, I mean
0: we could have seen a movie where the entire time was played out kind of like the scenes that we're discussing where right. things are failing the, you know, technology, the technology could have, I mean, I, it'd be totally believable to me that, yeah, they're close to the sun and technology was acting erratically or something, right. you know, I would or, think, yeah, that's, that's plausible. I mean, who or- knows what happens when you get to the, that close to the sun?
1: Or you could even stay on the theme of, like, the crew having to sacrifice itself, and maybe, like, nobody is accepting that, and Mace takes it upon himself to start offing people. Like, I I, I could write an ending to this—well, I probably couldn't write it, but I could see an ending where you you still have a somewhat thriller aspect to him, like, (laughs) you know, just— Now, that would have been—I
0: never thought of that, but that would have been actually— more interesting movie that if one of the actual yeah like if it would have been mace and he wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily doing it because he's crazy but it's no. just like the mission right we cannot we can't be compromising
1: yep on and, this point i mean and the, yeah and and you could i could see it where you know mace does that offs the entire crew except killian murphy and then there's a showdown between the two where mace is like it had to be done for the mission and then like offs himself in front of you know at
0: the at the the end he's like and now it's my turn right right bam that's an emotional ending Mm -hmm. chris evans wins an
1: oscar we all go home (laughs) happy (laughs) right 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 and then you know killian murphy flies into the sun Uh, yeah good there <laughs> they, they i think we a, solved it let's
0: let's 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 encourage them to do a remake why not they reboot everything that's reboot
1: true sunshine without the bullshit in it <laughs> they just need to ta- edit on a few uh you know 20 minutes at the end over top you of know, what they it, had it, it's just like you know how people
0: <laughs> there's like um you know the the star wars pr- uh prequels right and mm-hmm. there's pe- there's people have made their own fan edits to kind of take out all the Oh yeah, make, uh-huh. make it into one, one tight. Right. Uh, they should. I mean, there. I, I wish there was a fan cut of this movie yeah. that that kind of takes out, you know, a lot of the third act and puts it into right. like a believable, essentially more believable scientific study mm-hmm. of you know a crew that's sent on this crazy ass mission. Uh, right. I've heard. I, I saw the funniest review, and it's. <laughs> And like I disagreed with it because it said this is Armageddon, the film Armageddon. Uh, You know, uh, yeah, I am aware of it. Yeah, so they said it's Armageddon for intellectuals. What? Like, what? What? What what intellectual? What do you like? How do you define intellectuals then? I would argue Armageddon is a better movie because it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. Yeah, it's it's just all like usa and blown up asteroids and all that i mean well, this is stupid and I, th-
1: and I think that's what i meant earlier about how you know i i enjoy you know sci-fi and action but i enjoy them in those kinds of movies you know and right. and and the stuff about this is all the the i don't know the smarter pieces or the whatever yeah <laughs> the
0: humanity because um i'd like to one thing i'd like to do is kind of Look to why that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, if we if we could switch gears to, yeah. you know, let's let's just why didn't it work? Because mm-hmm. there are movies that successfully have pulled off sure things, um, like for instance, um, just because I've been thinking about it recently is the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, how that how that t- the tone switched in yeah. that film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which is a hard thing to do successfully um most right. f- most most films really should <laughs> should stick to one tone <laughs> stay the in their through. lane <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you can have comedy sometimes you have serious scenes but overall the tone is right set at the beginning of the film and that's what you're told mm-hmm. okay this is what this film is gonna be like and right. then you know it's you know, so that's to me different than like having a twist or something where it's yeah, like, right. You know, you know, just to throw us off balance. It can still have a twist and still stay within the same, mm-hmm. you know. But like Predator pulled it off in the sense, like, um, I think one of the reasons being is that we are, we are initially hinted at that yes. during during p- portions of the first act of the movie mm-hmm. that there's some other entity. Or power out there we had no we know nothing about it right but there's this there's this thing mm-hmm. um that is interested in what they're doing and yep. is you know kind of you know is, you, you are you are prompted to believe that this will show up at some time it's like you yep. talked about it before like a Chekhov's gun you right. you it, you introduce something mm-hmm. and you have to deal with it at some point in the movie so that's right. that's where this is
1: going um yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, there's you know, there's so much sort of there is a mystery brewing in Predator yeah. early on right and you get you get glimpses of what's going on. So when it shows up it doesn't feel like, wait, where did this come from? Why are we in Yeah,
0: this all movie of a sudden, now? yeah, perci- precisely. It'd be all of a sudden they drop that into the story and you're like, <laughs> "Whoa, what was that? Was that, yeah. you know, is, is it militia guys doing that because, right. you know, or whatever, they guerrillas mm-hmm. um we that would have been much more jarring and weird right. if all of a sudden it turned into like this different sci-fi, you know, yeah. Film. It, we would have thought,
1: well, that's kind of cheap. Um, to- they, totally. They did, I mean, I mean, in this in this movie, Sunshine, right? Like, there's no, there's nothing substantial. And I went
0: back and like, <laughs> I really, you know, because Boyle said, oh, we gave little hints, and that's bullcrap. You did yeah. not. Like, <laughs> there was there was nothing in those little. You know, like Tyler Durden moments, where there's right, like, right. "Oh, yeah. well, I guess that is a sign that that uh-huh. was different." But that's not right. That, S-
1: setting up the mystery of what happened to the Icarus One is n- is not is n- the same,
0: no, right? No, and and they didn't build that either. If they would have said, right, if they would have if they would have planted seeds, like there is something that happened on Icarus One that was not. Yeah. Caused by technology and mm-hmm. we got all this weird ass messages from <laughs> or, <laughs> outer space or something.
1: Yeah, or even if they had like built up Searle's character to maybe mm. start to go deeper into the kind oh, of yeah. madness. That, like even that would have that, been interesting too. Yeah. I mean, even that like introduces that oh, people can be weirdly affected by what's happening. And, you know, it, just to jump back to Predator for a moment, like the tension that is building at the beginning is right. not the first mission these guys are on you know these guys are <laughs> right. going to handle it and, and everything that they are expressing concern about is all of the unknown right and you know contrasted to this movie where up until the left turn comes at the end all of the tension is around dealing with the mission that they're on Exa- and the ship.
0: exactly exactly right. um yeah. which I started to think about, no, so just thinking about that, thinking, well, why? All right, it obviously didn't work for me. Why is that? And, (laughs) I mean, part of it is also, like, again, in The Predator, we don't need to necessarily understand too much about The Predator's motivations for doing this, Uh other than it's a hunting and killing machine who evidently (laughs) that's what it wants yeah all right so pinbacker has sabotaged entire mission to save planet earth right and we we have we have nothing to go on why he did that right at any point at any point other than he just went crazy and to me that's not a good that's like that's not a good enough (laughs) right (laughs) that's not good enough yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) To, no. to say like just it's 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 kind of like the che- it's just a cheap it's a cop out right it's like it, the, it, it was is. all it's a dream just, or it's like, lazy you know. yeah it's lazy writing where you if you're gonna build up a character mm-hmm. that is going to sabotage the entire fate of humanity yeah <laughs> I mean I want to know more I yeah. want to know what's up <laughs> right. because and then the way he did it and it I, I'm gonna start going to a few of those points too. But okay, I, I just want to stop here for a second, and like, yeah, there's there's, you know, because he goes on these little, it, it seems like pseudo religious sort of rants, uh-huh. right? You know that there's right. this apocalyptic stuff, and again, it's like, what what does that have to do with anything? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What what yeah. what the what the hell does that have to do with what you're even doing? I, right. I, I couldn't even figure out the connection between blathering idiocy that he was saying and trying to piece that even to what (laughs) to to his actions and his words I guess is what I'm trying to say I couldn't I, I, I just didn't I didn't see it at the end of
1: time a moment will come when just one man remains the last man alone with God Am I that man? My God, Pinback, not your God. My god
0: If you're even going that direction, okay, make make sense of that. I
1: well, can't. yeah, I, I don't think the film justifies it at all. I, I, no. If I'm if I am to give it the slightest amount of kind of benefit of the doubt or credit. <laughs> There is, (laughs) there is like this sort of theme of, um, uh, I don't need, you know, even sitting here stumbling over words, I'm feel like I'm grasping at straws to even try and justify it. But I guess what I was trying to say is like you get glimpses of, you know, with Cyril's character staring into the sun and, and like, it feeling right. like this pseudo-religious or spiritual thing. And then, you know, when Kaneda is uh, on the, the, the shield and is burning up in the sun, Cyril's just yelling, tell me what you see. Like, there's the implications here that there is some other force at work or something, or, like, some that happens to the human mind or, or whatever, or some greater truth that if we could glimpse the sun or we could glimpse it, we could learn more. But again, it is it, it, it takes such a backseat to everything else in the movie that, again, I feel like it, it does not at all warrant now this... It doesn't at all, like, uh, justify what the movie decides to do at the end and the way that the pinbacker character is portrayed you know right um, because i mean did even what is yeah uh, even if they wanted to stick on that theme and make pinbacker this this menacing force they could have done that without turning it into a slasher movie right where precisely where he's like popping through walls and dragging people away it's like ridiculous
0: no, and I don't really understand either.
1: <laughs> are you gonna say i don't I know like why I... he dragged Trey's body away <laughs> I have that as a minor note, but yes, <laughs> that that's makes in there no sense
0: no that that's totally in there um, <laughs> but in, but in a in a larger sort of um let's let's take a larger view here. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. Does Pinbacker want to launch the missile into the sun, or does he's trying to prevent that from happening? Right. I think. Yeah. I'm I guess he's I'm- trying to. Yeah, he's trying to prevent mm-hmm. them to do that. For why? If it's does he think it's going to harm the sun, or that it's <laughs> the- naughty to touch the sun with missiles,
1: or what? I think the only line that ge- <laughs> the only line that uh, uh, provides any explanation there is he says something like when God chooses to like doom humanity, it's not mm. our job to disobey or something like uh,
0: that. All right. So then why? Okay. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I think he's thinking. <laughs> but then why, like, is he still alive? Why didn't he then just blow up the ship? Like, did he think like, there's, uh, no in, there's, no, there's no indication <laughs> at all point. that somebody else is coming. Right. Oh my God. That is such a good point. Like does does, <laughs> does he think like oh in seven years there's gonna be an Icarus two here I should stick around just in case they plan to do this again
1: and I mean, just no. in, and just in case they choose to divert course and right to me on my ship they <laughs> actually the likelihood
0: of them finding me and right. the ship and connecting and putting the two ships together
1: uh, I should be there for that uh, I don't know yeah no course. I mean that's stuff like that is like. For for someone who's so obsessed with like burning up in the sun, you after he offed his entire crew, that seems like the last thing he would have done. Is
0: right? Why would he still? Yeah, I. I... This doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, because there's no there there again. Yeah, there, there was no reason for Pinbacker to believe that yeah. that he, as far as he knew that was it. They're done. Right. There's no, right. there's no other hope for humanity. I might as well do my job and, right. and complete the mission, which is his mission, which mm-hmm. is to blow up the threat to the sun or whatever the hell he was thinking. Right. Um, no. It's, it's... So it just starts to get going there. So then, then the, <laughs> so then like, why? <laughs> so the two ships are, are locked together, right? Um, yeah. Well, wh- why didn't he just murder everyone who was on his ship at that point? Why? <laughs> Why separate the ships, then go sneaking around the Icarus too and, and murder Portray and then make it look like a suicide? It's such, a, it's such an insanely complicated, circuitous <laughs> way to, to do this. No. And, and how does he know how many people are even on the
1: Icarus? Yeah, see, all of this is like. Um, this is, this is like the movie wanted those things to happen versus there's any logical reason why those <laughs> things would happen.
0: Exactly. There's no, there's nothing here that it's like Scooby-Doo episodes are written with tighter plots <laughs> in terms of the motivations being old man Johnson haunting the mill.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: those motivations are clearer to me than anything Pinbacker has done this entire movie. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's absolutely nothing about his character that. Well, but even from even if you say if even if you take it from this guy's just nuts, uh-huh. the, but there's too many calculating things like that, right? That that make it just. It's not we're talking scientific implausibility. We're talking about to me just like piss poor execution <laughs> of a script or something yeah, because yeah. it doesn't it it takes away the realism that we liked I think from mm-hmm. you know the first part of the movie yep and then creates this alternate film that doesn't that doesn't add up to the, right. anything and right. it's almost like we have it's I mean if I didn't know any better if I didn't spend any time looking into the creation of this movie I would think Oh, they had to add this in the last second, and it was right. just they had to rush it through, and it didn't make any sense. But no, they were meticulously going through and creating this a character <laughs> that somehow survives seven years by himself in a spaceship <laughs> next to the sun. Uh-huh. All right, so so be it. Uh, but then has enough, you know, <laughs> quick thinking to notice like, oh, all of a sudden there's another ship connecting here I'm gonna go sneak into that ship and I'm gonna yeah. sabotage the other one and then I'm gonna right. murder somebody and I'm right. gonna make it look like I'm covering it up yeah. and then and then how does Rose Byrne for instance know that Pinbacker's on board when she's hiding in the kitchen or whatever that would, that part too it's like yeah, she's, be, she's being you know stalked or you know mm-hmm. like did she know that there was no there's nothing to indicate yeah. she knew there was another presence on the ship mm-hmm. for all she knows it's just a light failure <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it just it goes on and on about yeah
1: there's nothing
0: there's there's nothing in the build-up of pinbackers character that justifies changing the tone of this movie yep i I guess is what i'm is what i'm trying to say (laughs) so glenn there is another thing about this movie though that i did I actually thought worked well, hmm. um, was the sound and the music, mm, um, mm-hmm. that the effectiveness, cause they, they actually used two different, um, it's unusual. They used two different composers. Huh. Um, so, so John Murphy was the guy who worked on, um, 28 days with, okay uh huh which I thought was also a really good kind it of is. soundtrack. Um, very, very powerful. Bands. And then he, yeah, so he did that. And then the band, um, Underworld. Carl Hyde oh, from Underworld. Awesome. So under, okay. Yeah. So the, the, the two, the, essentially the two composing teams, very different genres and very mm-hmm. different versions of the reality, um, are used um, musically mm-hmm. by um, John Murphy and then um, I guess the Underworld, which is this one guy um, who I actually like their music as well. I they, do too. The, the last song. Um, mm. Peggy Sue Sust or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's 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 Underworld, huh. um, I, which I th- I think the song might have actually even been composed specifically for this movie.
1: Yeah, if um, I hadn't been so irritated at the movie, I might have picked up on that because I really do like that <laughs> band.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that um, you know, besides the fact, like, I'll, I'll overlook the. F- fact, when you know when they're outside and they can hear the sun, I'm pretty sure you can't. <laughs> like humans, audibly hear the sun. Yeah, um, there might be some creatures in the universe that can. I don't think we can. Um, but it, it worked nevertheless. That you know, the sun is made it seem like a menacing sort of force. Mm-hmm. But the, the music, I thought, was well. Mm-hmm. And 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 Boyle mu- movies unusual. It, <laughs> Boyle movies usually uh-huh. he understands how to use music well. Yeah, um, totally. In fact, his last movie yesterday. Did you see that? I had the not. one about. Oh well, you should see that after we're done here. Okay. Uh, mu- music is used excellently in that one because um, mm-hmm. it's a it's essentially a movie about music. Huh. Um Which is something I understood that he wanted to do forever. So that must have been what his pet project that he had sitting around, which is a much better, which is a preposterous but much better movie than this one.
1: (laughs) I will definitely check that out, yeah.
0: Yes. Um, We own it, so I can, I'll mail it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, I, I want to tip my hat at least to a lot of, (laughs) a lot of the look and mm -hmm. um, atmosphere of the movie was really well done. I know. And and again, it just... (laughs) it's just an echo chamber where i'm just again repeating <laughs> the same idea right. how 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 dare he do this to me and make a movie that i could have really liked yeah. and then and then just just destroyed it it's yeah. so weird it is just a weird thing that um he'll have to take to his grave <laughs> i agree <laughs> So Glenn, this movie was literally supposed to save the world, um, <laughs> but I, I think I know your answer. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh-huh. So you think this? Is there anything about this movie that did save the world?
1: Man, you you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I think this is one of the first movies we've done where that is exactly the plot. And um, <laughs> hell no, this movie is an affront to. Uh, <laughs> That's a great word. Front, we added a new one to our th- <laughs> thesaurus. Yeah, it 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 insults it it insults the intelligence of the audience by creating yes. an incredibly interesting story and then just, you know, turning it into something mindless. It's almost like, you know, it's 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 tricking you into yeah, going along with it, right? And then it's like, "Ha, ah, this is a Freddy Krueger movie." Gotcha. Yeah, no, I feel you know? tricked. Yeah. Uh, and and so, bamboozled. Yeah, so, no, it, it doesn't <laughs> save the world. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so many things about movies that drive me crazy. I mean, I, mm. I won't go back over everything, because we've talked about it a lot here, but, you know, there's just so many frustrating... Like, I... Obviously, I am not a writer, and I have never made a movie, and so I, I am <laughs> willing to give... benefit of the doubt to you know it's got to be a really really difficult process and to write a compelling story with compelling characters and then to like shepherd that through studios and the production and schedules and budgets i mean hats off right um and so it's understandable when you know Movies aren't great, or movies are bad, yeah, you know, or yeah, or just generic,
0: and yeah, like, or just it's generic because it's, it's the safe way to exactly get a, this, get a movie made,
1: right? You, you know, yeah. the studio will be okay with it, right? And so, yeah. when something like this comes along by such an accomplished cast and, a, and an accomplished writer and director and
0: director, I mean, Boyle will eventually win an
1: Oscar as yeah. a Oscar, yeah,
0: Best Picture, so he knows, yeah. obviously. <laughs> about movie making
1: yeah so so my my final answer is uh in in a world or in a a movie called sunshine that is literally the plot is about saving the world somehow the presence of this movie in our actual reality just diminishes the light that we have in our own world a little bit (laughs) So, so you're saying it actually harmed the world. This <laughs> movie makes our world worse. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cautionary tale to all
0: film directors. And yeah. When you go to film school, you got to watch this. That's right. Like, so do you really want to like do everything wrong? <laughs> um, th- yeah. This is how you do it. Spend Spend your life just crafting this. Mm-hmm. story and and then doing whatever you can to destroy it um <laughs> oh man no because we joked around like you were trying to guess like well what <laughs> what what's it gonna be you know is it gonna turn yep. into a slapstick comedy is it gonna turn <laughs> to something i don't know did, did you let me ask you this what did did it did your surprise live up to what you thought it would be, or was it, <laughs> yeah, was, it was, was it less or more when you found out what when i what I meant? I by, yeah, it went sideways.
1: Yeah, I was trying to sort of predict. I wonder what and and I made some jokes right about comedy. Like I didn't think it was actually going to turn into a comedy. the the, <laughs> the two most likely options for me was. I felt like either it's a, it's going to turn into a horror movie. Um, mm. and mm. even there, I didn't predict slasher. I, I right. thought just yeah. more straight up right. horror. Right. Um, or it's going to turn into some, like it's about, you know, the Cassie and Kappa characters falling in oh, love or so, something. Like yeah. That, like, a, you know? okay.
0: Yeah. So you didn't think it'd be a
1: musical or something. like that? <laughs> No, but, <laughs> nope. but nothing prepared me for what happened. Um, and I think yeah, I no. I think I texted you when it happened. You, I think you I did. literally sent it that exact. L O L. What the fuck? <laughs> I <forgot that> text. <laughs> You're like, oh, my. <laughs> I was not
0: prepared. It was so ridiculous and off the rails. It was. It's a jolting and not in a fun or good way. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just like being I, I kick, it, kicked in the groin. It's not. It's well, a surprise and you don't enjoy it.
1: And, and the thing about it is like, it made me literally laugh out loud. I, I let out this, like, as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, anyway, I, I paused the movie. I had to walk into the other room, tell my wife, oh my God, you'll never believe what's happening now. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: I mentioned earlier for the "Would You Rather" that mm-hmm. initially it was about the course of the mission. And right. I thought, well, that's not really a. I mean, it is kind of a "Would mm-hmm. You Rather," but it's not not as personal and interesting <laughs> to me. So, this oh, one's great. pretty more. This one's way more basic, actually. <laughs> but you, you do have to think about it. Okay. I. I think. I hope. Um, so, in the movie Sunshine, mm-hmm. would you rather die? the way that Mace did.
1: Oh, I do. Or it. die the way that Kappa did. Uh, <laughs> and and since we've implored our audience not to actually watch this movie. Uh, oh
0: yeah, we should probably
1: indicate Mace, what, that, Mace, what that what happened. Yeah, yeah, Mace freezes to death in slowly in coolant liquid. Um, and and Kappa well, and, flies okay. into the sun.
0: <laughs> yeah and and they both in my opinion, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not trying to influence you here, yeah. but they both died heroes' deaths. I mean, their mm-hmm. their death was meaningful, so yes. it wasn't... You you can't say, well, you know, that sucked and that right. was the great right. death. So it's it's really...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They um, did, and, and they don't know what would happen after, you know, they're assuming <laughs> good things would happen because yeah. of their death. Oh, God. So it's I, basically, which, which do I, you... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... <laughs> freeze to death or burn up in a star Uh, yeah (laughs) which even that like who knows how long that takes he's in that big freaking yeah that's a weird that's a weird thing
0: too because it seems like he's able to touch the sun or something i don't know who knows
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh gosh and there's a there's part of well yeah um i think uh, i know what you'll say but yeah, I'm gonna choose the sun. Throw me yeah. into the sun. I think I think it's gonna be ultimately We're... faster. Um, I'd rather be too warm than too cold. Um, and 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 Chris Evans just shivering into his intercom and imploring Kappa what to do, and then just slowly expiring sounds just excruciating to me. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I, I will say,
0: um, I, I, I was very surprised by this. And this shows, like, the commitment Chris Evans has to his acting. Uh huh. Evidently, it was freezing water yeah. that he had to be in. In order uh-huh. to get that scene right uh-huh. and to see his breath, that yeah. room was freezing. Yeah. And he had to go in that water a right. bunch of times. Right. I mean, it sounds like pure hell. But, it does. I mean, that's why I think he should have gotten some credit for pulling that off, because that, yeah. that would suck. I, mean, I know. You know, we think of actors having these cushy jobs, but um, some of them actually have to do things that are for, <laughs> for uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I guess because we're, you know, growing up in Minnesota, I would have chosen, I would rather freeze to death. Really? Yeah, at a, cer- <laughs> at a certain point, you just don't feel it. Oh, that's well, not true. that I've frozen to death, but I mean... <laughs> you, 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 you get kind of sleepy, and um, then you're yeah. It, freezing isn't the worst thing to, to you. Uh, I think uh, I'm actually I'm actually scared of fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glenn, I got to introduce you to the joys of the movie Sunshine. Uh-huh. So it's <laughs> you're up to bat next. What is our next movie? For movies, will save the world.
1: Yeah. I have spent a lot of time thinking about this choice. Um oh, and it's influenced <laughs> by a couple of uh, a couple of things. One is um our next episode will come out on my birthday, so I oh. feel a certain amount of that's... self-entitlement. Um, <laughs> How's that uh, different than usually how you feel? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I'm sorry. That was the, mean. I did no, <laughs> just kidding. No, that's fine. Um the other thing that leads into this choice is my anger at you for making me watch Sunshine, even though this is a good <laughs> conversation. That was payback uh, for another thing. But anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, the theme that I chose um, is uh, truly awful movies. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we'll be watching 2008 The Happening.
0: <laughs> oh, you did do that,
1: <laughs> what? You are really mad at me, aren't you? <laughs> uh, Gosh! Oh wow! We've threatened to doing an M Night movie for a long yeah, time, and this and has did... got to be the bottom of the barrel. Oh man! Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be. We haven't. Yeah, this will oh. be interesting um, because we. Yeah, we haven't really done a movie that's just plain bad terrible terrible yeah. and this this one definitely qualifies <laughs> this i mean i, I won't say anything because i'm gonna save it all for the show but uh-huh this is <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man i uh, will
0: make no more i will make no more comments until the time has come <laughs> it'll be give them time to ripen anyway uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh faster and 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 yes and uh Boil over in our our conversation. These will be the, yeah the most notes that I'll have on any movie.
1: <laughs> oh God! All because right. Usually,
0: usually I just kind of sandbag your movies, but this time it's really good sounds good
1: all right well folks thank you so much for listening chris yes this, despite you know i my pretending to be angry at you this was a really <laughs> good movie to discuss um and you know it it yeah. really was interesting uh besides the, the way it went, so <laughs> so i appreciated the the viewing and the conversation uh and well, next week you, next week we will be suffering through Yes. The happening. There's no words to describe. Um... (laughs)